Hello and welcome to the Toasted Tale podcast live. Today we are going to look at some good news stories from the few days before and we are going to explore some of the random brilliance of the internet and then also look at what happened on this day in the past. That is our usual format for the Toasted Tale live. If you like what you hear today then there is a more structured and kind of more focused version of this that can be found on the Toasted Tale podcast in their main every Tuesday released schedule. But let's get into today and have a little look at some good news. I don't know about you, but there is so much negativity in the world sometimes that it can almost feel like you're being suffocated by bad news. That's why I feel like going through all of our days, it's important to have a bit of sprinkling, a condiment here and there of positivity, just to put a smile on our face and remind us that it's not all dark out there. So I've got four news stories for you today. Um, I hadn't heard any of these in the big, um, all-encompassing news outlets, and hopefully you haven't either, and it can be a surprising journey for all of us. So... Firstly, we've got we've got this news headline here, which is mystery garbage man in Wisconsin neighborhood is revealed to be 75-year-old man. The article goes a bit like this. For weeks in a frigid Wisconsin winter, neighbors in Appleton were puzzled over a sudden mystery. On garbage days, they would trudge with their trash bins down the long driveways of snow and ice, and in the evenings the bins appeared back at their garages. Melody Luttenberger, who lives in the neighbourhood of Grand Chute, first asked her husband, but he replied, no, I'm not bringing the garbage cans up. Then she thought it was the garbage company and decided to, take, decided to stake out the area to discover the identity of the good deed doer. She says, quote, It was the day before Christmas Eve, and I got a little gift from them, and stood there waiting and waiting. At 8.21 in the morning, she saw someone she recognised, 75-year-old senior Dick Pontoloff, who lives a few streets over, coming up the driveway with the Luttenberger's garbage cans how should I say that? um they there was a, this was a bit of a news story in the local in the local area and when asked uh he said quote when i retired i got sick of doing nothing so i started going around and picking up garbage cans not just certain ones everyone's he told local news and i think that's really amazing it's an example of the ability for everyone out there to have a positive impact. It might be little things, but it brings little smiles to people's faces. And in reality, in a world like ours, it's the way that we can all be superheroes in the smallest but most important senses. The next good news story I have for you's title is this. Inspired by lava, New non-toxic coating can halt fire in its tracks. Hmm, okay, what's this going to be about? It goes a bit like this. 
Lava is one of the hottest substances found on Earth's surface, and also a source of inspiration for the design of a potentially life-saving fire-retardant coating. A research team led by University of Southern Queensland chemical engineer and Australian Research Council fellow Future Pingang Song has developed a non-toxic fire-extinguishing coating that could save buildings from being engulfed in flames. Professor Song said lava sparked his idea of a hybrid coating that would melt and then gradually form a flowing but non-combustible ceramic layer when exposed to extreme heat. He says, quote, Melton lava, like a viscous flowing liquid, but not flammable. End quote. I don't know if I'm surprised by that, that melton lava is, is non-flammable, but I guess there you go. He says, quote, he continues, Once cooled, it solidifies to become a ceramic layer that does not support fire. Inspired by this interesting phenomenon, we designed a fire-retardant coating that can create a non-combustible ceramic layer, which can offer fire protections for the underlying substructures, just like a fire shield. End quote. Professor Song says spraying the coating on building materials such as thermal insulation, foam, timber, and steel structures during construction could prevent disasters like the 2017 Grenfell Tower blaze in London, where 72 people died. Now, I remember when the Grenfell Tower disaster happened, and I was shocked. Uh, by the sites we saw on that. But if there are some developments that can uh, prevent issues like that occurring in the future, then I am all for it, and more design and testing should be applied. Right, let's move on to the third of our positive news stories. It goes a bit like this. Visit Fortlandia, where designers have built odes to childhood fort building in Austin, Texas. An annual mass fort building event is going on now, which for years has brought smiles uncountable to the faces of children visiting in Austin, Texas. Hosted at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center and Botanical Gardens, Fortlandia is a celebration of childhood fort building, in which architects build different forts to tickle the imagination of young and old. Building forts is a universal childhood experience, whether out of blankets and pillows, sticks and leaves, or refrigerator boxes. It is the pinnacle of big picture creativity. Now open until January the 31st, Fortlandia 2022 features eight forts built by professional architects and artists arrayed along a nature trail for kids so they can explore and pretend to their heart's content. Wow, okay. I remember as a child definitely enjoying forts in trees and with friends, and I think appreciating the creativity and the storytelling you can build in your own mind when enjoying this kind of play is definitely valuable and something a lot of us can hearken back to as adults now. Okay, so the fourth news story that I've got for you today, and in my mind is one of the best, uh, it goes a bit like this. 
Almost 13 million raised for animal shelters to honour the late celebrity with the hashtag Betty White challenge. So, Betty White was a beloved figure for millions of people, and she recently did unfortunately pass away. Uh, The article goes a bit like this. Joanne Worley and Loretta Swit were among the celebrities who began a campaign on social media called the hashtag Betty White Challenge in honour of Betty White's 100th birthday. The comedic actress died on New Year's Eve, just weeks before her centennial celebration of January the 17th. But because she is so beloved, the campaign has taken fight flight, sorry, to raise millions for animals. Actors and Others for oh, Actors and Others for Animals, the charity for which she served on the board of directors, launched the campaign asking for donations of $100 for Betty's 100th birthday. Dozens of other groups benefited too, as the public began sending in money to local shelters in Miss White's name. Almost 400,000 people used Facebook and Instagram to donate to the challenge, raising an incredible $12.7 million for animal shelters and rescuers all over the country, with 100% of the pledges going directly to the organisations. I think that's amazing. The death of someone who is beloved by many is a real hard yeah, it's like a hammer blow to a lot of people. But trying to turn that into a positive and using uh, someone's influence even after they've passed away to add extra good to the world is something I can always get behind. All four of those news stories was from a website that is not, you know, hasn't sponsored me or anything, but I think they do really great work. It is the good news network and that's the goodnewsnetwork.org it's where i get all of my positive stories from and it's where i like to share everything what we usually do after this is we move on to some of the random sides of the internet and we try and do a bit of a reaction and, and see what it comes up with and i always find that interesting to do if you tuned in to other toasted tale live episodes then what we usually go for first are quotes i love a good quote who doesn't like a good quote you know so we're on a website now which you know i can find lots of random quotations and we'll have a read of them see what we think so let's put the randomizer in action and we'll read three of these quotes so this was from rudyard kipling and it goes quote He wrapped himself in quotations, as a beggar would unfold himself in the purple of emperors, end quote. Well, I mean, what can you make of that? He wrapped himself in quotations, as a beggar would unfold himself in the purple of emperors. Do people just go around living from quotation to quotation? I don't know. It's a good way of sounding like you may know a little bit about something. Going, oh, talking about someone who knew a great deal about one subject and slipping in a uh, quotation to sport your 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 speech or something like that. But that quote doesn't really impact me too much. 
I uh, I don't know how quotating yourself would be as if uh, being a beggar trying to uh, unfold yourself in the purple of emperors. But let's um, let's move on. I think it's something to do about kind of pretending something you're not, trying to be more impressive than you're not, trying to appear smarter than you are, something like that. Okay, the next one. Oh, this this name's going to gonna stumble me for sure. Aprocythia. Hmm. And they said, quote, let thy speech be short, comprehending much in a few words. End quote. I think that's a great one. It's kind of giving you that idea that sometimes it's best to use fewer words than to bombard someone with many, many pieces and lines of text. Doesn't really work well if you're trying to do a podcast. Um, Long-form conversation is uh, kind of the opposite of that. But for many times in life, keeping your sentences short, to the point, so they're understandable to the people you want to communicate to, can often be a really great way in expressing yourself and ensuring that you are heard and there's no fluff in your language which can be a lesson that I think a lot of us can learn, especially if communication sometimes is not the easiest. The third quote we've got here is by a man named Edward Bueller Leighton, and it goes a bit like this, quote, A life of pleasure makes even the strongest mind frivolous at last. A life of pleasure makes even the strongest mind frivolous at last. Okay. I don't know whether he intended this, but when I read that, it makes me feel about struggle and, you know, a mind that is only uh, getting ease and pleasure and dopamine just kind of released into your brain will wreck ruin upon your thoughts and life. Uh, That's not, you know, a black and white kind of take. And, you know, if you kind of devoid yourself of kind of pleasure, then you're not going to have a non-frivolous mind. But I'm pretty sure there's characters or people we've all met who are so lackadaisical with their um, choices in life and their direction that... And and you notice that they have nothing, nothing to push against in life, whether it's a task they've assigned themselves or a challenge that they you know, could really do with taking on. But people out there, we regularly search for comfort. And whether that is always the best way to live our lives is up for debate. So, three quotes there. And they were interesting. They weren't the best ones we've done on a on a, to- a toasted tail live, but they are random. And the benefit of doing random quotes is that we can get you know duds and also incredible ones that change the world. So we'll move on to the next random piece of the toasted tail live episode. But first, I would like to say that if you do like the Toasted Tale podcast or the live shows, 
then following the Toasted Tell podcast on whichever podcasting app you prefer is the best way of supporting it. It allows you to get all new episodes sent straight to you and also alerts you if any anything new has been released. Moving on though, let's go on as we normally do to other live Toasted Tale podcasts. We do a random thought generator next where I don't know who comes up with these. I assume they are kind of thrown together by some kind of algorithm or it might be just people around the world putting words together just to try and come up with some random thoughts. But let's spin the wheel, see what we can do and what we think. So, firstly, we have got me on a test. Well, I haven't put down B in a while. Yeah, let's go with that. Now, I remember seeing this type of thought a lot in kind of memes and kind of conversations in the internet, and I never really understood it until, you know, I started watching American TV, and I realized that on certain American tests, there are just long lists of kind of questions and answers where you pick A, B, C, or D. And there is that uh, second guessing of yourself if you've got like a line of the same answer for different questions, or in this case, where you haven't selected a certain answer in, in a while. And I think this can be taken and extrapolated to the way we live our lives. Um, and it's in a it's in our ability to notice something that is standing out in clear view, which makes us kind of unnervy and almost like we have done something wrong without even being told it. If we are living our lives and something feels off, an option that maybe we feel should be open to us suddenly isn't or a gut feeling that something's wrong is a rumbling within us, then we can often be encouraged by you know, something within us to act on that and try and uh, make a change. And in this case, it is to do with tests and the answers that we are providing. Okay, let's move on to the next random thought. Alrighty, okay. Over the years, Mario and Luigi have done everything except plumbing. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the most plumbing that I've ever seen either of those two do is fall into big old pipes. Um, so I can only say from there that they're pretty rubbish plumbers, if anything. I don't know whether a plumbing game on the Switch would go down too well for Nintendo. I would love to know if anyone within that company has suggested it. I mean, they've done some quite you know wacky games in the past. So them kind of doing a Mario and Luigi plumbing simulator may not be the best selling point for their you know, intellectual property. But yeah, that is kind of interesting. They are kind of, you know, packaged as these plumbers. But... I don't know whether I've ever seen them either. So that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, there's, there's no story behind it. There's no kind of backstory except uh, the words. I want to see more, maybe. So next random thought then. Let's move on. Okay, here we go. So think about it. 
To survive, you don't have to be faster than the bear, just your fellow campers. I really like that. It's very similar to the joke that I've heard multiple times before, where you're on the savannah of Africa and you and someone else see a lion behind you. So the person A, person one, starts running. They just start running. Realising the other person has bent down to put some shoes on. He goes, hey, you know, you won't be able to outrun the lion with your shoes. And he goes, hey, I'm putting on my running shoes. I don't need to outrun the lion. I just need to outrun you. And isn't that the truth? And once again, how random thoughts and, and jokes and quotes themselves reflect human life in a lot of ways you just need to not be the worst you need to not be the one who is at the bottom of the barrel and things will tend to be better than you may hope so uh, I don't know if there's any life advice in that but just try and aim you know if you can't be the best in something and you're not average just don't be the worst <laughs> I don't know if that's right I don't know whether that goes with the uh, positivity of the earlier part of this podcast but yeah you know, we can't be amazing at everything, but there isn't anything wrong with being a bit of a Jack or Jane of all trades in order to not be the worst at something. Okay, those were three random thoughts. I quite like that. Let's move on to our website randomizer, which usually comes up with something either just amazing or something that's really, really rubbish. And it is called theuselessweb.com if you want to go and have a look at it. We'll click on, effectively it's got a big button in the middle, it says take me to a useless website. I click on it, we see what we think. We see if it really is a useless website. Let's have a go here. So, have a click. Okay. Right. This is two websites it's taking me to. It's taking me to a website called hey.com and then ho.com. So it goes effectively, hey, ho, hey, ho. And it's just reflecting on that. The hey's got kind of white background, black writing. The ho's got the black writing and white lighting. And it's just going back and forth. And I could probably, no, I can't scroll anywhere. Unbelievable. Let's see if we can kind of get this and put it onto the group chat so you can kind of understand what I'm so that is the first one I'm gonna try and time this correctly because it is not um so I've put it into the group chat now what it is showing me and it is just going back and forth and you may just click on the first one and it may take you to the hey ho bit haven't yeah wow I don't know whether that is a useless website but I, you know, I'm kind of bored of it now. So let's click off that. Thank you, Useless Web, for taking us on another intellectual journey. Hey, ho. So moving on to the next section. But before I do, I just want to uh, let you guys know that if you want to get in contact with the, you know, with me, the Toast Tell podcast, then you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Podcast Tale. And it's there where all new episodes are released. And also anything interesting that I find, you know, while researching and recording new shows gets put there as well. That's at Podcast Tale 
for more. So, the next section that we're going to move on to is the random skill generator. Now, I don't think we put this into the last episode, but the one before we did. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I always do find that I am amazed by individuals who have got interesting skills or abilities that I look at and go, there's just no way I could ever, you know, do that. And so sometimes it's quite difficult to get out of your own head and make a plan for how you want your life to to lead. And so finding out some random skills to to learn might be interesting. So let's have a little look on here and give it a randomize. So, okay, so the first skill we have is herbalism. So you go out there into nature, get on your hands and knees, and you can go to find some, some herbs or some plants or flowers, grind them up, make some, just like some dope kind of potions and kind of, you know, impress all your druid friends. You know, there's a lot to be done about herbalism. Something that I've never really seen anyone do in person. But, and I don't know, well, now I'm thinking about it, if I was at a party and someone came up to me and said, I'm really into herbalism, I would maybe think they're a bit strange until they showed me something they'd made from it and, you know, gave me some kind of magic power. That would be kind of fun. So we've got herbalism as number one. The next randomized one we've got is mud stepping. Now, I want to know what mud stepping is in general. I can't imagine you're just stepping on mud but yeah I mean I might have to have a look at that look into that you know when we finish today's show because I'm you know if that is a skill then I want to know how to do it <laughs> and it might come into handy or come in handy if we're trying to do some herbalism at the same time I'm sure there's some interesting stuff in the mud so we've got herbalism mud stepping and and herb law, right? Okay, so I think we're on a stream here of uh, different things. Okay, so we need to know how to step on mud, so we can collect herbs that we've learned from herb law, and then we can do, um, yes, we can do all the herbs things, all the potion stuff. Fantastic. And okay, yeah. So there we go. There's free, um, free skills for you. Um, by the time I speak to you next, let's see if we can, you know, become experts in that, guys. How about that? That'll be ideal. And get all Herbie and become just real, real kind of experts in that, in that way. So three random skills there. But let's move on to the final segment of the Toasted Tale live episode, which is a day in time. Now, of course, we'll look at today, which is January the 24th. And what we are going to do is we're going to look back through all of the events that you know have really stood out in time. Now, usually when we're, if I had completed an episode of the Toasted Tale podcast, so I had done all the research, done all the recordings, and then published it, and I was looking for a new episode uh, subject, I would then probably use this section as some kind of um, inspiration. Some of the events that will be on this page 
will for sure be um, of interest. They'll have stories um, that maybe people won't have known about. Um, I am still editing a podcast that we got inspiration from a previous Toast to Tell Live, however, so we are just going to go through and have a read and try and find some interesting stuff. So the featured event on this page is about Opportunities Mars Landing. This was launched in mid-2003, and the six-wheeled robot rover Opportunity landed on Mars this day in 2004. And like its twin rover, Spirit, which had landed on January the 3rd, analysed rocks and soils and relayed pictures back to Earth. Fantastic. So let's move on to the other events. In 2003, the US Department of Homeland Security came into being as Tom Ridge was sworn in as the agency's first secretary. In 1993, American lawyer and civil rights activist Thurgood Marshall, who was the first African American to serve on the US Supreme Court, died at the age of 84. In 1989, American serial killer Ted Bundy, who confessed to murdering 30 women though many believe the number to be much higher, was executed at age 42. Looking back even further now, 1984, Steve Jobs introduced Apple's revolutionary computer, the Macintosh. Two days after, the groundbreaking commercial, 1984, aired before a national TV audience and heralded the product's impending release. In 1941, American singer-songwriter Neil Diamond, who wrote pop songs for other musicians before launching a successful recording career, was born. In 1940 now, we're going, we're going back quite, quite a way now. The Grapes of Wrath, the acclaimed adaptation of John Steinbeck's classic, oh, John Steinbeck's classic, oh, I'm saying this wrong, John Steinbeck's classic, there we are, novel, had its world premiere and the character Tom Jode's soliloquy on the poor reflecting his empathy for their plight remains one of the most famous scenes in film history. In 1908, at the beginning of the century, the first Boy Scout troop was organised by Lieutenant General Robert Baden Powell. What's that? Robert Baden Powell in England. In 1862, Edith Wharton, an American author best known for her stories and novels about upper-class society, was born. In 1848, carpenter James Wilson Marshall found nuggets of gold in California's American River near the site of a sawmill he was building for John Stutter, ushering in the famous gold rush. Going back a long, long time now, 1556, an earthquake in Shenxi province killed 830,000 people. This was in China, of course, and that is an incredible amount of people for that time period. And if you thought that was a long time ago, then we can go back even further to 41 CE, where the Roman Emperor Caligula was murdered at the palace, at the, 
was murdered at the Palatine Games by Cassius Sciera, who was a tribute of the Praetorian Guard, Cornelius Sabinus, and others. So we have a range from the death of an emperor all the way to famous movies being released. On this day in our history, and the reason I like to focus on days in particular is because they're days that are owned by all of us. We have the ability to seize every day, and things we put into place now may one day be on a list saying that this happened then, and it is worth taking a bit of time out of your day to notice and realise. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Toasted Tale Live podcast. I really enjoyed going into the different subjects that we have um, covered today. The positive news really brought a smile to my face, and I hope that it did to you too. And the random internet noose of uh, our search today really challenged my brain to kind of come up with something interesting to talk about, and also showed the, the kind of the range in thoughts and feelings that people have had over the time. If you enjoyed today's podcast, then following the Toasted Tale podcast is the best way to support it. Liking, commenting and sharing is also a great help also. I will speak to you again tomorrow for another live Toasted Tale podcast. I'm hoping to make them a daily occurrence. And the next episode of the more structured Toasted Tale podcast will be tomorrow as well as they are released every Tuesday. I look forward to speaking to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.